Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me this week is none other than R2-D2. Welcome R2-D2 to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, R2, it's been far too long since I last got a chance to talk to you. How you been? <laughs> uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, joining me as is typically the case these days, Mr. Alex DeWahey, in person, and in plastic three-quarter inch form, Mr. R2-D2. I had to have somebody. Who, who got the nod over me, just saying. <laughs> I had to have somebody from the Star Wars universe representing today. I mean, this is a momentous occasion. We're going to be discussing Star Wars, Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And, you know, before we get into that, just as a preface, this is going to be the beginning of a journey for, for this podcast and this show. Because we're going to be starting this discussion on Star Wars now. And we're going to conclude our discussion on Star Wars with one little stop in between in the James Bond world. With The Force Awakens. Dude, it's Star Wars season. It's Star Wars season. That's all I can say. Like, Madden season has come and gone now. It's Star Wars season. And Star Wars season doesn't happen every year like Madden season happens every year. This is a this is a big deal. So Star Wars season will happen every year going forward. Well, but now! But I'm saying, when was the last Star Wars season? Last time one of the Revenge movies of was released, yeah. yeah. This is this is this is crazy. I mean, we're living history right now. <laughs> I I really see it that way because I can think back to when I saw the original uh, trilogy back when I was a kid. I can think back to when I when I saw the prequel tw- trilogy when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Those are momentous occasions. These are milestones in people's lives, and I don't care if I'm 75 and they're still releasing movies. I'll be there dressed up. It'll give me, look weird. Give me one ticket for the stars and things. The wars of the stars. Yeah, <laughs> I will be there. It's it's amazing. So we will be discussing obviously the Star Wars later on this in this show, and we'll go again with the reason why we start with Episode One. But first, as we typically do, Mr. Dewey, how you been? What you been entertained by recently? I've been good, Nathan. I've uh, I'm getting all settled in my new place. Um, Started up on a, a new couple shows, um, Blacklist Season 2, they finally added to Netflix. Okay, because I was going to say, I thought they were on Season 3, and I haven't seen any of Season 3 yet. Yeah, so. I, I, I wanted to try Season 2, but I wanted to wait until all the episodes are there so we can start you know, binge-watching it, as is my pattern, although I'm, I'm always behind. So I started watching uh, Season 2 of Blacklist, that's great. Um, started watching for the very first time. I know I'm way behind on this, but I had to wait until it was around Halloween season, American Horror Story. I uh, started season one. I'm really loving that so far. It's very different. Um, Hulu released a new subscription plan where they no longer have commercials. You pay double the price for no commercials. It's not double the price. It pretty much it's is. $4 more. It's 50% more. Well, yeah. Because I was paying $7.99. Now I'm paying $11.99, but I'll tell you what. If, if you are interested in the content that's on Hulu and that is what you want to watch, it's so worth it to just skip the commercials. You save so much time, which is the point of having those subscription services anyway, right? You know, I could almost – I don't want to name the name because it's so annoying right now, the advertisement that I keep seeing. It's 
It's for one of those football betting sites that have been like everywhere right now. Yeah. It's on Hulu, and like last night I was watching shows on Hulu, catching mm-hmm. up, and before every episode it was there, and I just want to get away from that particular ad in general. I'm so done mm-hmm. with those things at this point. I don't. It's ridiculous. Well, and you know it was funny because way back in the day when people were complaining about. Netflix having no commercials, but Hulu does. Hulu came out and they were like, well, we can't put a price on our advertiser, you know, getting rid of our the, the sponsors that sponsor, so we have to advertise. Apparently that price it's is $1 bucks. a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I like Hulu, and yeah. it, it enables me to, you know, do the cord cutting where I don't have to have subscriptions for anything because that way I can watch the current shows. Uh, and keep going. I've entertained the idea of good choice of words <laughs> of doing the no subscription or the the four dollar a month extra plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to. Does it when it comes to commercial break time? How does it do? Does There's it no does it have a little break. lag at all? Nope. Does is there it's, like a little like the jitter thing? Like it should load, but it doesn't load. It does the thing at the beginning where it shows like the little um, this message is brought to you by whatever and then it shows like the little preview of like let's say you're watching American So it Horror. does that still? Well it doesn't show you anything it just says like you know I, like for instance we were watching Blacklist let's say it's on Mondays it'll say Blacklist it'll show the little thing it'll say Mondays at oh, right, whatever yeah. time it is and then it goes right into the show all the way through just like, just it like Netflix. Netflix yep okay exactly so I was curious if they still had like those breaks where it would stop and try to load something else or just keep going oh that'd be annoying no yeah. they completely removed it it's very seamless it's uh, it's great Okay. Well, let me know in a couple of weeks what you think. That that acts as my DVR because I'm not well, going to sit is. there and, you know, record all my shows. That's my DVR. Mm-hmm. And, That's my DVR, too. And they've been doing a good job lately of adding, like, certain shows like CSI, uh, you know, big-time shows like that. They added not just the current season. They've added every season mm-hmm. under this. You know, the, so there's been shows like that that they've added the complete collection for, which is great. Right. Um, so... I cut out. Um, I cut out HBO. HBO now. HBO Go or so. There's you know? HBO Go if you have HBO. Whatever I was paying nine ninety nine a month for. I cut that out. <laughs> I, I'm paying fifteen bucks a month for HBO now, which because I don't have cable at all. But I'm not even watching it. Like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I should cut it out as well because that's fifteen bucks a month that just don't make sense. To I got it because they had good movies on there, and I did watch a couple TV series back in the day, and then I also had Showtime for a little bit mainly because of Dexter. But I cut both of those out, uh, HBO most recently, and I just paid extra for Hulu. And I gotta say, I am thoroughly enjoying my choice right now. Good. So. I mean, that, that's all you can ask for is to enjoy your choice, right? Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. So anyway, back to what I've been entertained by. Blacklist, American Horror Story, um, Madden. I won my connected franchise game again. Against a, a computer? computer? Yeah. <laughs> Not going to brag, but I'm on a two-game win streak right now, both against a computer. But I do play a user next week. Ooh. It is the commissioner of the league, I believe. Uh-oh. He's got. So he's I don't got know cheats. if he he's me. put in some unfair advantage. Yeah, he, he's got the cheats. He Does beat he? me. Oh, like God. it was by one, one or two points. He beat me with a closing field goal on the last seconds. That guy. So I tell I'm you. sure I'm going to have more to say about that next week. But I'm looking forward to playing a user, mm-hmm. and then we'll be close to playoff season here soon. Playoffs. Playoffs. Exactly. Um, 
I feel like there was one more show I meant I was meaning to talk about, and I com- it completely slipped my mind. So I guess it wasn't I wasn't that entertained by it. Yeah, it wasn't something that so stuck it, out. Was it memorable? Um, otherwise, I haven't really been playing Destiny to be honest with you. Which is surprising. So I'm getting to the point where I'm pretty much done with Destiny. Are you again. really? What's your light? 294. 294. I'm like at 265. I, want... I have a ways to go, and I'm I'm still not even playing it. There's two things that I want to do. Get my sword, my epic sword, which I, I, I came close, but I didn't get it. And then the other thing I want to do is beat the raid. Yeah. Those are, those are the, the only things I really want to do right now with Destiny. Other than that, I, I, I'm kind of to the point where... Not going to play online? And, PvP, I mean, no PvP? I've done, I did what I had to on PvP, but I don't really like that PvP. It's okay, but if I want to play PvP, I'm going to play Star Wars Battlefront. I'm going to play Halo 5. I'm not going to play Destiny. I'm sorry. Halo 5? What, the 27th? It's coming out soon. And it's bittersweet for me because I'm not going to be here for like a week after it releases. Oh, no. But. What are you going to do? I don't know. Where are you going? So, it's like I said, it's bittersweet because I'm not going to be here, but I'll be I'll be at one of our branch offices. Uh, oh, you and... can, you can, here, I'll give you a hot spot. <laughs> you can take your Xbox there and then, you know, you take a break every once in a while and just don't tell me you haven't thought about it. I thought about it, but I'm not going to do it. Wait, hold on. You do have a hot spot request then, don't you? I do, and I I'll, I'll be taking you it. One. Okay, so we're halfway there. Let's come on. Up. I'm not taking the Xbox though. <laughs> they, it is rather big. I wish they came with uh, some kind of a portable version of it, or if you could do that streaming app, mm-hmm. that's really good. Across but, the internet. Yes, yeah. across I, the like, internet. I would take a Surface and a controller for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm, it's I, a work in progress. It's a work in progress. For sure. I did set up in my in my place. I have the the big TV set up, and I have the couch and the recliners and everything. But the Xboxes are all the way across the room, all the way across the condo. So you know what I did is I put monitors on the little coffee table in front of it, and I uh, routed a computer visual to each monitor, like on a laptop. Both have Windows 10. So I just stream the Xboxes there. It works really good, doesn't it's it? It's amazing. Yeah. You can tell... Especially in a first-person shooter, you can kind of tell the little lag spikes. It's very pixelated. But, like, for playing Madden, for just doing whatever you need, it's perfect. And it's 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 like a little gaming station that's mm-hmm. now wireless. It's awesome. <laughs> Do you have your, your stream quality set to, like, the highest settings? Yeah. But you're doing it on wireless. Is it using wireless in, or are you using, like, a G, or a, what, what band? Well, the Xboxes are hooked up wired. Right. But, but you're, I'm you're streaming laptop. wirelessly. Right, the computer. Right. And the wireless computer is connected using 2.4 or 5 gigahertz. It's 2.4. See, that could be a problem. Yeah. Because for that kind of streaming, that kind of bandwidth you need to use, you probably have. So Don't you have a router to So do let that? me tell you what happened with Comcast here. Oh, good Lord. So Comcast came out, and I had my own, I had my own modem, but they failed to tell me. It's a very good modem. But they failed to mention... That or I failed to do research on it. That this new X1 system that they have needs a special port that my modem does not have. Therefore, my modem does not work with this X1 system that I have set up. So I have to go in and you know either downgrade from the X1 system to something lesser, or I have to suck it up and get their new modem. What's the X1 system give you anyway? What do you? It's, what's the benefit? 
I'm not. I'm not Comcast. I'm not gonna sell you it. The the interface looks nicer. Um, for what your when you watch just TV, just like your guide and, and how and, often are you watching TV except for football? That's the only reason why I got cable. Yeah, I'm paying, I'm paying fifty bucks a month to watch just to watch football. The Bears lose? Yeah, no, not to watch the Bears lose. We're on a two game win streak. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the decision that I have to make. So anyway, he had to hook up a modem that he had out in the in the van, but he only had the two point four. Uh, he didn't have one of the dual band ones. See, I th- I'm so. gonna say your your problem has to be with that, and then I bet. So with my cable company, which is MediaCom, you can you can tell them, hey, I'll use this system for whatever you want to use it for, mm-hmm. but I want my internet to run through this modem. Yeah. And they should allow you to do that. So you might just have to call them up and say, hey, you can use this for this, but I want my internet to go through this modem. They should let I you don't do that. Have time for this, Nathan? I don't. Nobody I, got time for that. No, nobody got time. I barely had time to watch episode one. It's a good thing I know this movie like almost by heart, like down to the lines that they say. But uh, yeah, that's. Um, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I do have a gift for you Ooh. because I don't know if – did we ever tell anyone? I think it was just well, between us. Why don't you us. go ahead and recap what, what, what went down? Okay, good. I'll do it in my, in my <laughs> words too. So Nathan and I played our Connected franchise a couple weeks ago, and um, you know we made a little wager. Um, you know Whoever would lose would have to buy the other person. What was it? Their fa- is it your favorite candy? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Okay, so I, anyway, I'm I lost. I, I'll admit it. I lost. I'm a man of my word. So here you go. I didn't even get you the individual size. I got you the next size up. A bag of almond M and M's. So oh, these enjoy. look delicious. I'm not gonna eat them on the podcast because that yeah, would be that would be annoying. But thank you. It, you know that was the hardest hardest fought almond M and M's I've ever ever had. Sure. Really. Okay. Well, that I could believe. That's fine. <laughs> So I'll put those down so that they don't, you know, crinkle on the microphone anymore. But oh god, uh, looking forward to eating those later. <sighs> I'm looking forward to hearing you eating them two cubicles away. <laughs> you can come have one if you no, want. I don't want one, but I would just get one. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been entertained by, sir? Oh, I'm good. Okay. So what about you? Again, with me, Madden. We're always going to probably talk about that for a while. Oh yeah. So I had a really close game against a computer. Really close. Is this a connected franchise in- mode? In- connected franchise. Who are you playing? The Bengals of all. The Rams, Bengals. They got a good defense. I bet they gave you a tough time. So it was a back and forth game the entire time, but they had a pick six twice. I think I threw like four interceptions in this game. His interception count is still crazy. Like they'll teleport. There will be no defender, and then all of a sudden, a teleport, and I'll catch it. When are you going to pull Nick Foles? <laughs> Who, who's my... I don't have any other options. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Sign him up. Uh, if only he was in free agency. Um, so I I had this game against them. It was back and forth the entire time. They had two pick sixes. One at the, like, I was doing my, my last drive, right, to... Uh, to just clinch the game because okay. I was up by I was up by a touchdown. Sure. No, I was up. It was a tie game. Sorry, at that point. Okay. And I was going down to clinch it with a field goal. Mm. Threw an interception, pick six, and I had fifty seconds left in the game, so Ugh. I was down seven. Okay, now let me ask you something. I've never played video games with you in person. Like, when things like that go down, do you like, do you jump up out of your chair or like, what's what's your reaction? Because I can see you, I, I can't see like getting upset, upset about it. I, I can see you like sitting there popping another almond M&M in your mouth and going, oh darn. Like, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, 
So it depends on the game. It's like, so and how about that one? Use that one as an example. That one was just more of a good lord, what the heck is happening right. type situation. Okay. Uh, that was a pop, pop another almond. Pop <laughs> another almond. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, papa. And then, <laughs> so I had basically 50 seconds to go, right? Okay. He gets sacked the first, the first one. So I got runoff. And I have no timeouts. Oh, no, I have, sorry, I have one timeout. And so did you burn it there when he got sacked? No, because I had 50 seconds. So I was like, all right, just hurry back up to the line. Okay. Threw a quick one down, and I got a Hail Mary. I I don't know how I got it, but I got it. Oh Tavon Austin, yes, amazing. So he It's too it. easy to do that in the game. Let me just say that. It's this way too easy to throw, to throw. Well, I don't know. I, when I play people online, it seems like it's almost a strategy to throw a deep ball. And it's because it's so easy. You know how hard it is? That the, how long was your deep ball pass, your Hail Mary to Tavon Austin? It was... 50, 50 yards at least? Probably close to 40. Okay, so that's a little bit more reasonable, but... Because I, I got down to like the 25-yard line at that point. And so I got down there. Again, they called a, an offensive or defensive pass interference, too. So I, do, I wasn't sure if the clock was going to stop them, but I had one second left. This is on the same pass, so you got an additional penalty yeah, yardage on I that? I believe that's okay, what wow. So I had one second left on the clock after all this, and I was down there. And I didn't know if I was going to get a stoppage or not, so I just spammed the button to use my timeout, right? Oh, man. And so I'm 20 yards out. I have one shot to, to tie this thing up and send it to overtime. Tossed in the middle to Reggie Wayne. Touchdown. Reggie Wayne, a free Reggie agent Wayne. signing. A free agent Reggie signing. Wayne. Touchdown. Awesome. And and then it took a kick the extra point. Should have gone for two right there. Just all or nothing, step on their neck. I don't know about that. <laughs> so I took the took the extra point, went into overtime. I won the toss, drove that ball down. Ahmad Bradshaw running oh it all down. I hate that guy. <laughs> he recently and, got picked up by the Colts, by the way. Did you see that? He got reacquired by the Colts. I think that's going to be a good signing for them. Interesting. Uh, that should play okay. So so basically the point of it is when we restart this franchise with the current rosters, we're not going to see a Brad Bradshaw <laughs> running around on the Rams anymore. No, probably not. So it was great. Drove down. Uh, and, you know, with the, with the NFL overtime rules, if you score a right. touchdown, you win. So I drove down. I had a couple fourth down conversion. Or I had one fourth down conversion in there. And the last play was a fourth and two so i was like well here's what i could do i could take it and toss it in see if i can win this thing i could throw an interception and they'll get it back or they'll pay, take a big six or i'll just not convert it and they'll have to like, do 98 yard drive toss it to the left caught touchdown win the game it's a ballsy call it was good it was fun it that's, was that's that was a, a great game a, what so why not do that when you score that touchdown at the end of regulation? Just all in like that. Toss it in to win the game by one. Because too risky. Because if you don't get it, you lose the game. At least here, if you right. don't get it, you force them in the bad situation, and you can still and try to get the And they get a safety at that point, and then I could win. Because right. my defense, I trust my defense more than my offense. And so I could pretty much guarantee that if I needed to get a safety at the very end with two yards only to, to do, yards. I could probably do it. So, anyway, that was my Harder, Madden. That's good. It was so, good. what's your record now? We're going to meet up in the playoffs, aren't we? Playoffs? The, um. Again, that's all I'm thinking about. I got playoffs on my mind. Playoffs and Star Wars. I think I've lost three games total. Okay. Um, so, which, you must be eight and three, and I'm seven it. and four. There you go. Should be flip-flop, but that's fine. Uh-huh. Right. 
Okay, because I think we went in with the same record when we had our match. And I think we were both five and five and uh, three or something like that. Yeah. So. Well, before we lose all the listeners with this football talk, let's move on from Madden and into the other game that I've been playing this week, Witcher Three, which I only really played honestly for just a few minutes to get my bearings back, honestly, mm-hmm. because the new expansion came out and it adds like you know ten or fifteen hours more content, and I'll be getting it. But I just wanted to kind of go back and familiarize myself with, oh, this is how I played this game. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while since I played it. I loved the game. I beat it. Um, and it, it's a game I recommend to everybody. It, it's my game of the year still. And just pop that in. And, man, I forgot how to play that game. Like, legit forgot the buttons and forgot what I'm supposed to do and what everything did. All I remembered was going in. is like, I got good gear. I should be able to take people out. And then I was going into these these small situations and, you know, almost dying. Like, what in the world? I can see that. I mean, the combat is very intense. Yeah, it's, right? it's great. So if you don't practice that, you're going to be... I mean, it, it's nice, right? Because you have to be... It, it takes a lot of skill to master that game. And mm-hmm. Even if you take a little break, you'll either be rusty or you'll forget how to play completely. So right. that's good. So I dipped my toes back into there, and I will be getting the expansion pass and checking that out. And this isn't really, I don't have it yet, but I just ordered an Elgato HD game capture device. Do you know what that is? I do not know what that is. So in preparation for my extra live stream, which you could watch, by the way, and see how I react to games, so that way you'll know how I react. Um, So again, Extra Life is a 24-hour marathon, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're raising money for the Children's Hospital. And if you would like to donate or find out more, you can do so at extra-life.org slash participant slash nt for nathan thomas anyway so i got nelgato hd ordered and i'm gonna plug it in through my mac and try to stream things a little bit differently this year for my extra life and just it basically it's an hdmi pass-through box that takes the content puts it on your computer and then you can stream it out from here do editing and other stuff if you want to record it for later too so i'm looking to see how that works I might, I don't know, it might be an interesting setup, but that my stream date is November 6th, so the same day that Spectre comes out, <laughs> so when we do that, uh, we, we need to go see that Thursday night for sure, and then record just right after, um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to checking that out, that should be here maybe Sunday, I might have some time to look at it, and then awesome. report back next week. Remember when game capture devices were the big thing, now everybody, you can do it right on the Xbox One with that game DVR, I mean, for the for the casual. Right. Yeah, you can do it on, on the Game DVR stuff. You can broadcast a Twitch right from your consoles mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's pretty simple, but I just wanted to do this maybe just a little bit more control and a little mm-hmm. bit understanding on how it goes because I don't really trust the app. And the one thing I don't like about the Xbox app is it has a little thing on the bottom that says X amount of viewers, this and that. Some games, there's information right there that it covers up that I can't really see what it oh, is. Okay. So I get kind of annoyed at that. Yeah. So this way I'll be able just to do it and not even have to worry about you know, I'll, I'll still make use of it. I'm sure if I don't want to hook up the Xbox to the Elgato to the Mac and do all that big production, but right, it'll still be used. But this will be probably my more go-to thing. And for my 24-hour thing, I didn't want that little notification there the entire time. I just wanted yes. to watch stuff. Right. So, other than that, as far as uh, TV shows go, The Flash. Been watching that. Yeah, they Arrow. added season one to Netflix and yep. season three of Arrow is mm-hmm. on. Those are both. Uh, ready to go for me just gotta yeah. find the time or get more monitors get more tv screens like you have and there you go 
You pop up an iPad, pop up a phone, just do episode by episode, just like. Yeah. So now, is there a point? I'm I'm through season two of Arrow, mm-hmm. getting ready to start season three. I know they're starting season four now live, but is there a point during Arrow that I should start Flash, or should I do all, finish Arrow season three, then start Flash, or what? What do you recommend? You should watch episodes. You should watch the episodes of the Flash first. So one Flash, then one Arrow, then one like back and forth. Okay, so Star- watch starting where I am right now at Arrow where you Season are now. 3? Yep, because there is crossover that happens between both of them. Interesting, okay. And like one episode will kind of start in one and then kind of finish in the other. Okay. So, and if you watch it Flash first, then Arrow, that's the airing order, so that's the way it should be watched. Okay. So, not don't watch one block, just watch them as both like two separate sides of the story. Because they're completely independent, but there are just parts where they come together. Okay, good. Good to know, thank you. It's good. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to it. So, Flash is excellent. Arrow, uh, obviously excellent as well, doing really well. And then the other TV show that I've been watching, which is kind of in the same vein, these are all DC TV comic shows, Mm -hmm. Gotham. Oh, yeah. So, that's the second season of Gotham really started off pretty strong and hasn't really let up yet. Uh, I'm interested to see where they go with a lot of the characters and what they're doing. So they introduced a new character this time, and I think they're kind of going down. There's a there was a storyline called the Court of Court of Owls that was in the new 52 Batman comics that I think they're going to start to pull from for one of these new villains. That's exciting. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be cool to kind of see where they go with it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the extent of my entertainment for this week, except for obviously the the discussion point that we'll be getting to now. So Alex, are you ready to join me to travel a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Oh, Nathan, let's do it. I'm excited. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Now, again, we're, we're not starting with episode... We're starting with episode one, enumerated episode one, right? Mm-hmm. We're not starting with the Star Wars A New Hope release from 1977, which was just known as Star Wars back then. Right, we want to go canonically. Right, canonically. <laughs> Whatever that word is. So we're going to follow the way the way the storyline proceeds because that makes the most sense to me as mm-hmm. someone who wants to kind of get the story flowing. Some people won't agree, some people don't even count the prequels as movies I'm not one of those guys the prequels honestly were my era of Star Wars I was in 1999 I was 12 years old so I was the demographic demographic audience for The Phantom Menace quite honestly and I I enjoyed it I liked it to this day I don't a lot of people poke holes at it and I see a lot of the holes too but we're not going to be poking holes really necessarily at, at any of the movies because we're wanting to talk about the story overall. We're wanting to talk the implications, the characters, and just how things develop over time because that's really what it's about. When you talk about a saga, a story that spans the time that this does, yeah, you want to just focus on those points. Yep. So in addition to the seven movies that we'll be talking, we'll also be talking about Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is a canon TV show, as well as Star Wars Rebels which is also canon, and ongoing. So those will be discussions that come properly in the order. So we're going to do episode one, 
Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, then The Clone Wars. We'll have a discussion on that. Then we're going to talk about Revenge of the Sith, then Rebels, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then... Well, where's Spectre fit in there? We're taking one one break for Spectre. November right? 6th. I think Whatever that fits that in. A couple weeks. I think that's before... I think that's after Rebels, after we talk Rebels. Okay. That's a good That's a good time, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good break. Good little spot. Yeah. And then we'll be culminating our mm. current look at Star Wars. When I'm in a Star Wars coma, and I'm sure you will be too, after watching The Force Awakens about 17 times, we're going to have to report this a podcast. This could change how we think about Star Wars, this movie. I could. I mean, th- this is going in a completely new direction. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. right now... We have a nice, solid story, and it's all wrapped up, but we don't know where it goes from there. Right. So this could change our opinions about Star Wars, the the whole universe. Right. I mean, it will, because, I mean, you look at the prequels, right? They they added a lot of background, that, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't like about the prequels, obviously, is like they added background that people had already made in their minds. So you look at The Phantom Menace. It released... And the hype was huge. It's the hype, I don't know, for episode one might be as big as the hype is now for episode seven. Maybe even bigger. It probably is. I mean, I I think episode seven, just personally for me, I'm more excited about episode seven than I was for episode one. Well, I am more excited now for it, yes. Well, because, like you said, we knew that it was a prequel. So, you know, we kind of know where it's going to end up. This is a new Star Wars. We don't know where we're going. It's uncharted waters here. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, has me more excited. But the hype, just because it's a Star Wars movie, a new Star Wars movie, is always going to be there. Right. I mean, it's it's going to be surreal to go into the theater, to have the Star Wars logo come up on the screen again for a brand new story, for a brand new time period that has, you know, never been addressed in, in the, the format before. You don't know where the storyline goes because, like you said... You see characters like Obi-Wan and the Phantom Menace. He can't, right. he, he can't die. Right. You see Yoda. He can't die. You see a lot of those characters that you come across, and then you know Anakin Skywalker, oh, he's going to be Darth Vader. You, you just know these things going in, right? Right. So, let's, let's talk about the Phantom Menace. Okay. Now, in this movie, you have one of, if not my favorite, he'll eat, I, I'm just going to say, he is my favorite Jedi. Oh, Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, if I, I always said this. I always said that if I was ever a Jedi and I was growing up to be an apprentice, I would want Qui-Gon Jinn to be my master. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Yoda, just because I can be like, I learned directly from Yoda. But Qui-Gon Jinn has to be. He's so zen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's so, and he has such a great understanding of everything. It's such a shame because he would have made. I think they could have spanned him throughout the trilogy. I think so too. And you know, they were there were talks when you get to like episode three that he was supposed to kind of be like the Force Ghost kind of thing, right? At the end, but you know, you think the actor who played him had something to do with it? Who do you, played? Do you think, yeah, I mean, do you think the fact that it was Liam Neeson that played him had? something to do with the fact that maybe he was too expensive to get for those future roles or maybe maybe that's why we like him so much i don't i don't think it had anything to do with the actor quite okay. honestly because you look at the way lucas kind of writes things and does things that yeah. makes more sense to that it, it was just an artistic choice mm-hmm. so he took anakin by the way 
Yeah. Oh, he did. I was. He right. totally took him. <laughs> so he. <laughs> Can you imagine that line, Qui Gon? Anakin, you're about to be taken. <laughs> Anakin, we must come with me to Coruscant. I don't want to go to Coruscant. Doesn't matter. You're about to be taken. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you start out this movie with the the blockade of Naboo, right? And you're introduced to this trade federation and this droid army that you've never seen before. What did you think the first time you saw this droid army? Because when you look at the droid army, it's it's hard to take this out of context from what we know as like the stormtroopers and stuff like that before. But what did you think when you first saw the droid army? Where are the stormtroopers? Is that what you thought? Yeah. Okay. What what what's your opinion of these the droids? Well, I mean, it, it's 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 a prequel, right? So we're going back in time. So we we I know that it's still futuristic to us in the sense of the technology that's available, but to them, we're going back in their in their technological time. And even though it's a prequel in terms of when it was released in our time, the special effects have advanced has advanced, but they needed to make it look like the tech hasn't advanced. Actually, you know, gone back in time. In episode one. So you didn't like that everything was kind of... You didn't like the fact that everything in the prequels were kind of shiny and new and cool looking, whereas when you get to the original trilogy... Well, I think the droid, they did a good job on the look of the droids being lesser, I guess, in terms of tech than, you know, obviously the Mm stormtroopers, right? But yeah, I mean, everything's going to look newer, everything's going to look shinier, because it's the the, techno- the technology in our world has advanced 22 years since the last movie came out, right? But You know the reason for that, though, in, in the Star Wars universe, right? Why the technology back then looks better than the technology did in, let's say, New Hope? Well, because of the Clone Wars. Because of the Clone Wars, because of the, the Empire just taking over and sucking all the resources right. out of everywhere. But they still, I think they still did a good job. And I don't mind the, the way that the droids look. I think they did a good job portraying the droids as very simplistic. They don't have armor. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a droid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't mind it too well. But when I saw it for the first time, my thought was like, where are the stormtroopers? I thought the stormtroopers were supposed to be the bad guys, right? But that's not the case yet. And it won't be the case for a little while. Right. So the droid army, you know, is interesting, and they build on it later on in the other movies, but I thought when when they were first introduced, they were kind of okay, interesting looking, but in episode one, they don't annoy me, right? Whereas you get kind of later on in some of the films, they kind of get like more of a high pitch to their voice, and they talk a lot more. And they talk more, yeah, I agree. In this movie, they were actually, I think they were portrayed fine mm-hmm. they were actually quite menacing really uh when you look at the final battle on Naboo right when they're coming through the shields and fighting yes. the Gungans mm-hmm. um so let's talk about the other big faction that we see then the other army that we meet is the Gungan army what was your impression of seeing this entirely alien army attacking this technological this this primitive army against this more technologically advanced army I think my first thought when I saw the Gungans and the Gungan army was, why didn't we have more of this in the original trilogy? Because out of all the species that are in that world, you'd think that we would have seen at least one. One Gungan? One, well, not, not just a Gungan, just one other species 
that they have a they have a you know they have a home they have an army they have resources you know what i'm saying it's like in the star wars universe i mean they've been hiding under there for god knows how long in the prequel trilogy right mm-hmm. well what what happened to all these different species that are like the gungans in the in the original trilogy well, in the original trilogy, you only are on like, Tatooine, which wouldn't be hospitable for Gungans, right? Right. I mean, you see a little bit of the different species in Mos Eisley. Right. And, I mean, you see Jar Jar walking in Tatooine here, and it's like, oh, this is doing murder on Misa Skin or whatever. And The Ewoks. Yeah, the Ewoks, they're they are so primitive, they haven't left the planet yet. They're mm-hmm. still on Endor. Seems like if, if it's a big fight against the Empire, though, in the original trilogy, there would have been more species involved and more armies helping out. So that's the the point of the rebellion, right? Is that you have a lot more species kind of helping out. You had Bothans. You had mm-hmm. more of the advanced species helping out. Uh, calamari. But they never provided more resources than just the little, you know, few characters that you saw. You know what I mean? Feels like if they would have had these high-profile people helping the rebellion, they would have said, let's give them all the resources that we got, my people. Mm-hmm. And they would be so high-profile in their society that they'd be able to bring, like, the Gunyan, the, the Gunyans, Gungans. Gungans. Gungans, Gunyans. Why was I saying Gunyans? Because you want onions or no, Gungans? I, no, Gungans. <laughs> like, the Gungans brought. And it, it didn't even come from someone high profile in that society. It came initially from Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, well, I, the, I liked the, that they brought in that second species. Right. In the original trilogy, too, keep in mind that during the dark times, after the Empire was created, mm-hmm. they take and put a lot of those species into slavery. Of course. Like, the Wookiees are forced into slavery to build mm-hmm. the Death Star. You know, different different species are taken, if you will. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so, but I think it was interesting to see this, this juxtaposition is a great word, because you have this droid army, this one-purpose killing machine mm-hmm. against these ancient warriors that have this technology that's interesting on their own side because they have their their shield generators and they have these little the little organic boomers right right so it was a really interesting dynamic to have mm-hmm. and honestly i don't understand how maybe just by the sheer force of numbers how many droids there were as opposed to how many gungans there were the gungans should easily one to one even two to one take down the droid army yeah easily i mean and there has to be at least that there's probably more of ratios like a five to one droid on gun gungan you know what i mean i mean anything that's manufactured in mass production is going to have more than anything you can produce with a, an actual organism but right unless you're talking about like the the destroyer droids you know the droidicas that have the shields and the balls those guys are a little bit harder to take down, or the ones we get later on will be harder yeah, to take down. Yeah, well, just because of the technology that they have equipped on them. But, I mean, they did make a, uh, they did show real well that the droids, the standard droid, uh, they're not very smart. Mm-hmm. They showed them not being intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're not, no reasoning, no rationale. Well, there know. shouldn't be. They're just taking orders. Right, exactly. They're so, just killing machines. All the more reason that they should have been able... It's, it looks overwhelming the amount of droids to Gungans in, in that battle on Naboo, but that, that probably would have been the outcome, though, just mm-hmm. because of the limit limited capabilities of the droids. Yeah. So, one of the things that people don't like about this movie is this whole... Anything on Coruscant is is a political trade route, dispution type thing. They kind of knock this movie because of that, right? So? What did you think about it? Like, I don't care. To me, it, it, it fits, because... 
why do wars happen, right? Why would people go to war because of trade disputes? They go to war because of blockades. Political and religious views. That's why wars happen. Right. And so you got these political views or uh, money, obviously, one big factor for wars. Sure. So you got the money aspect on these trade uh, federation guys. They want to have more money. That's why they're doing this blockade. That's why this kind of war starts. It's kind of like, you know, World War One was kind of a small scale at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? It was two smaller countries going at each other. But then what happens is these other bigger powers start to side on different sides. Right. And then it becomes an engulfing war. That's kind of how this is starting. This is the beginning of that huge galactic conflict. Is the small little conflict on Naboo that's happening from these political reasons. Yep. Because that's why a war would happen. It wouldn't just be out of nowhere because the Naboo are peaceful pretty much. I mean, they have the starfighters for just, you know, for small purposes, but they don't have an army. Yeah. And I think Lucas does a really good job taking real-life conflict and putting it into his fantasy world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when this movie came out, I don't know why this movie gets such a bad rap. I don't understand. I mean, it, it, you said earlier that it might have been because of the expectations of the movie, right? But what expectations does this not live up to as a prequel? We know it's a prequel. We know it's going to be a prequel. The special effects, I thought, were really good for, what, 1999? Mm-hmm. And I mean that's why that's why Lucas waited 22 years after uh, Return of the Jedi to, to to put this out because the special effects weren't on par with what he wanted to do. I thought the special effects were great. I thought the story was great. I thought the acting was great. The music's great. It's oh, Star Wars. The music is amazing. This score is of the Star Wars scores that are currently released. It's either number one or number two for me. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The the duel of the fates. That you get. Yes. At the very end. Oh, my gosh. And and the incorporation of the Emperor's theme, really well done with this because you get the small little hints of when Sidious first appears in a hologram, the Emperor's theme comes in and plays, mm-hmm. right? And you get, at the very end, that little celebration scene, the da-da-da, mm. da-da-da. Slow that down. Ooh. It's the same thing, just a different speed. And that's one of the great gems that I actually picked up from the uh, Star Wars Oxygen podcast oh, nice. with Jimmy Mack and mm-hmm. David W. Collins. Another shout-out to them. I love that podcast. It's great because I love film scores. Yep. So they uh, brought that to, out, and that was really cool. So this film score, though, it was also controversial because before this movie came out, the film score came out. And on the film score, there was a track called Qui-Gon's Noble End or Qui-Gon's Funeral or something like that. So people are grabbing this this uh, piece of music. Oh, great. Looking at the back, track list. Cool, cool. Duel the Face, great, great. Qui-Gon's Noble End. What? I mean, so obviously they understand going in that, whoop, spoiler, he's going to die. Yeah. But let's talk about the it's Jedi. It's still one of my favorite. It, it, I think it is my favorite lightsaber duel of all time right but and the only the only criticism i have is that they keep they kept cutting out and cutting back to it because they're trying to show a timeline of other events happening during the same time and that's I, how star wars always does though and i understand that i just would have preferred that the lightsaber duels when they showed them were longer right you want a super cut of just the lightsaber yes oh man have you ever seen any of those youtube videos mm-hmm. the, oh i could watch that all day yeah 
So, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm the same kind of way as, like, when I was younger, I just wanted to see the lightsaber fight. That's all I wanted to see. I didn't want to see the space battle happening. I didn't want to see the Gungan battle. But that's how Star Wars is, though. They're, they're always cutting between all these events mm-hmm. because they're showing the scale. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I never really had a problem with it. I just, and I love the lightsaber I want more fight. Darth Maul. I want more I Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. I want more Obi-Wan, all of them together. I, that's what I want. Yeah, because that lightsaber fight is... The, the first time you see Darth Maul, right, he's on the hologram. He's just kind of built up mm-hmm. slowly. The next time you see him, I think, is when... Coruscant, maybe. Coruscant, talking to his master, where he gives us one or two lines. You know, he gives the... Tatooine is sparsely populated. Mm-hmm. And then at last we will realize... He's general. not much of a speaker, is he? And that's what makes him great, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes him even more menacing, because the silent ones that are powerful are always more menacing. It wasn't intentional, though. Right? Because I heard that they had more lines for Darth Maul, and the guy that was supposed to play him dropped out. So the replacement was actually the guy that was his stunt double, Ray Park. I and mean, Ray Park is amazing. Ray Park is amazing. He was, wasn't he Toad in X-Men 2? Mm-hmm. He is a very, I mean, that's why it looked so great, the lightsaber fight, because Ray Park was the stunt guy. He did all of his own stunts, all of his own jumps. and That's why Darth Maul was such an amazing character. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. It makes it more menacing <laughs> uh, that, that he's, he's silent. He just goes in, he does his job, and terrorizes people. Mm-hmm. There were lots of, there were lots of uh, people that criticized the way that he looks and that were upset because he looks a lot like the Christian devil. He's a Zebrak. He, that's just his species. Yeah, but in the Star Wars universe, right, this is the first time in the cinematic universe that we're being introduced. And it's only Zabrak that we see. So. Actually, we may see one in the background in Tatooine. Oh, really? I, we might. I kind of think there is. But, so Darth right. Maul. First yeah. time we see him, you know, he's just the hologram. Then he gets right. slowly introduced. Then we see him hunting on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Still in he, his robes, though. Right. With the hood. And his... his, his uh, Sith infiltrator, I think they call it his ship. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, very cool. And then you've got him facing Obi-Wan with just the one side of the lightsaber coming out. When you're watching this movie... Qui-Gon. Yeah, sorry, Qui-Gon. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) When you're watching this movie, if you didn't know anything about it going in, and you just saw the one side of the lightsaber, it's like, okay, cool. But then later, when he comes out, and you get that... You know, that, and then the door opens, and he steps out, he twirls the lightsaber. Yeah. Both sides. You're like, ah! It's, it's ridiculous, and I'm so upset. I remember that they put that in the trailer. Don't show me that. Mm-hmm. Keep, I mean, keep it calm. It would have been nice to... I knew going in that there was going to be a double-sided lightsaber, but how cool would it have been if you didn't know, and like maybe you could pick up on it, like if you're looking at the, the duel on Tatooine, you can maybe look at the, the shaft of the lightsaber and be like, that looks a little bit longer long. than mm-hmm. usual, right? But you wouldn't think anything of it until he came out, faced with two Jedis, and he just pop that second one out and you're like yes <laughs> it's oh, it, it was such a, a great introduction because that was really the first time that you get a proper introduction to Darth Maul yeah I mean the, the that's the first time that Obi-Wan and Anakin or not I'm sorry Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon mm-hmm. I'm forgetting Qui-Gon's name <laughs> go to face him together and that's the first time everybody really gets a chance to see him where before he's just kind of twirling around in his cloak on the, on right. the desert Qui-Gon's the only one that gets any FaceTime with him, right? Yeah. So now everybody is really introducing, and it's really climactic. Yeah. So that kicks off this amazing lightsaber battle. The, one of the best, if not... It's the, the most action-intense 
battle for sure, I think, of the of the lightsaber fights. There's a lot more. I wouldn't call this my favorite one. We'll get to that later. I won't reveal my favorite lightsaber battle just yet. Well, we all we know the other obvious one, right? We know the other obvious one. We'll save it for episode three. But (laughs) this is my favorite lightsaber battle in all the Star Wars. And I think when you go to see a Star Wars movie, you're looking for that lightsaber battle at the end. Mm -hmm. Right? That's that's what defines a lot of the Star Wars movie for me. Do I enjoy the lightsaber battle at the end? Well, I mean, it's going to have a lot to do with my rankings of the movie. Mm -hmm. We know where number two is going to end up. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so let's continue on then and talk about the characters that are introduced in this movie we get Padme mm-hmm. start I with her. love Natalie Portman's acting I think she did a really good job so uh, with Natalie Portman in this movie I think that she was she did fine a lot of people poke holes at her acting whatever I don't care but the character is a strong female character mm-hmm. which a lot of people really are looking forward to because I mean Leia is a long is a strong female character in the new movies you're going to get strong female characters as well so I, I don't know why people often forget or don't think about Padme as being a strong female lead because she is the ruler of the Naboo mm-hmm. she is a fighter She's taking shots, you know, t- you know, hitting the droids and stuff. Not like she's like, oh, I don't know how to use a gun. And she keeps her composure when everything goes to shit. Right. Like, e- e- even when she's in the face of danger, she's very composed, very stoic. I don't know if I could... Leia would seem a little... a little. She seemed frantic to me. Leia? Leia, hmm. at times. But very stoic for, for uh, you know, for... I guess I'll call her Amidala, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's when I think of the stoic face, that's what I think of, right? Mm-hmm. But I enjoy the character very much. Yeah, and like she gets to kind of let loose a little bit more as the prequels progress and be mm-hmm. different, uh, defined differently. Because when you look at the name Amidala, Queen Amidala, it's kind of like Pope, whatever, right? Where it's kind of like a title and and a in a whatever. Because it applies to whoever's in her position. Right. It's an entity. Well, so the queen after that wouldn't be necessarily Amidala, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, you could have whatever, like Pope Richard II or something like that. Exactly. Or Pope Richard, yep. Whatever. So it's cool to see her character progression in this movie from what you would think of as a, a typical monarch just kind of sitting around, you'll do what I say, to right. going to taking action on her own. And then her progression after that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Anakin. Little Annie. What do you think about Little Annie? He was fine. He was okay for for a, a boy. Like I think he's supposed to be nine or something like that at this at this point. And I and you can tell that they wanted to show the innocence of the boy. Right, and they Jake Lloyd portrayed that innocence really well. Right? I agree. And. Again, a lot of people don't like Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, because of, why is Vader a little kid? Dude, Hitler was a little kid at one point. Yeah, everybody was a little kid. I think it's cool to go back and see, you know, why, why, how did he become the way that he was? I right. Mean, we don't get too much of that here, but we can at least see at one point in time, this is what he was. This is the good, this is the innocence of the boy, and, you know, until Qui-Gon came in and took him. Uh <laughs> You know, everything everything that happens in someone's life in someone's life contributes to who they are and why they are the way that they are, right? So 
being taken away from his home, from his mother at a young age, growing up as a slave. These things all contribute to things that I'm sure Vader thought about, you know, reflected on and why he was the way that he was. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with it, with Jake Lloyd, with Annie being a kid. I loved watching Obi-Wan as a younger yeah. character. That was that was really amazing. Good. Yeah. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is great. He's, yeah. So when you look at the character of Anakin, I didn't have a problem with him. I mm-hmm. think it's it's one of those things where you got to show it. You, you really just need to show, like you said, the progression. Establish that this is a kid, and he this we're going to follow his story as it goes along through these movies. Would you have done something different with the character, though? Instead of showing him being 100% innocent, just a kid that's going through a hard time, would you have showed, like little glimpses of dark side type tendencies where he gets like super angry for no reason or you know maybe uh he you know hurts uh, an animal or something like that no. nothing like that no because as we'll go on the character of anakin he is a hero he becomes a fallen hero mm-hmm. and he his, his intentions are always to help always to do good the way he gets to those atten- atten- intentions may not be the best way to go, though, right? Right. So. It's because Qui-Gon died. It is. It, I mean, Qui- It really is. He, if Qui-Gon was his figure that he was looking to all the time, nothing against Obi-Wan, but he wouldn't have had that problem. No, I mean, Qui-Gon, because Obi-Wan, even though he was trained by Qui-Gon, is really old school mentality in Jedi. Because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan has the, the thoughts of the rest of the council, really, whereas it was even brought out that Qui-Gon could have been on the council if he would have just done things their way. But Qui-Gon's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think had Anakin had that more different approach, mm-hmm. he would have been fine. He would have. So you think Obi-Wan was too council-centric? Like he was just very, this is the way that council does things. These are the rules that we're going to abide by. Well, you look Anakin. at the way Anakin always responds to any of these things. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this later on. Or we'll talk about it here, actually, when he gets in the cockpit of the, of the Starfighter. And he says, well, Qui-Gon says stay in the cockpit. So he finds a way to still follow the rules that he was given, but he finds a way to do his own end. Right. So I think that with, with Obi-Wan training him, Obi-Wan, obviously, a great teacher. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a spring, right? Obi-Wan was, and the council were put this pressure on the spring. Anakin is the spring. And then once he got a little bit of a, a release, yeah, off. So it's one of those things where, you know, you, you can speculate all you want on would, have, would Anakin have become Darth Vader for these paths. There's always something that could probably break him, right? I'm sure the Emperor would have always found a way to, to get Darth Vader because he was, Anakin was always on the path to be the most powerful Jedi. right. And Palpatine doesn't want anybody to have more power than him. Palpatine wants all the power. He wants unlimited power, right? So that's interesting discussion and conjecture on what could have happened with Anakin. And I wish we had more time, really, to keep on just talking about Anakin and things like that. But let's move on. Let's do it. To another great character, Senator Palpatine from Naboo. Just, you know, a kindly old man. Good guy. Just chilling. You know, he's... On the outside. On the outside. And then you have, I don't know, this other guy that appears in this hologram with his hood. Darth Sidious. Which we've been introduced to that character before, right? Well, yeah, I mean, 
because he was obviously in the beginning the trade vice race contact him and is like oh they should you know the challenge should never involve them in this and then i love the line I will make it legal. Hmm. You know, that whole... Yeah. It was just so good. Because so, then, then you know right off the bat he's he's in the government. Well, you don't necessarily know that, but you think that he has or pansies power, or yeah, pawns pawn, in the government. Yep, yeah. Exactly. So he has ability to manipulate things, mm-hmm. which is what he's all about. So I asked you this question. You get the, the character of the Emperor. You got the character of um, Darth Maul. You got the character of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Those three characters. Well, the first two fit. <laughs> Who is the Phantom Menace? <laughs> well, I don't think it's Jar Jar, uh, and I think you can make the case that either Darth Maul or uh, Darth Sidious is the Phantom Menace. But I think, I, I think I would be more. It, Looks like it's supposed to be Darth Maul, but I think I'm inclined to say that Darth Sidious is the Phantom Menace. I would agree. Because he's the one that you can't see. The mm-hmm. thing that's working behind the scenes that starts this whole this whole process of, you know, starting the Empire and the fall of the Jedi and everything like mm-hmm. that. He's the Phantom Menace. Yeah. that's. I would completely agree that Darth Sidious, Palpatine, is because he's never seen. There's only whispers of another. Mm-hmm. There's only... You know, he he is within reach of the Jedi at the end of the movie. They don't even know. They have no clue. Right? He's a true phantom. He's a true menace because he's putting this all in place. Yeah. So, I love the introduction of Palpatine in this movie. Just, it's great. Ian McDiarmid's acting, obviously, amazing. I, I love the way he acts as the senator, as the way he acts as Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just great. So... There's so many characters in this movie, and I think we've touched on the main ones at this point. Are there any that we haven't that you would like to talk about in the waning minutes that we have left here? Oh, man. Well, I mean, they introduced Mace Windu here. Oh, yeah. Mace well, Windu. And the council. Well, all the council. Yeah. yeah. Yoda. So which which version of this movie did you watch, by the way? I watched the one before they replaced Yoda. So you watched the puppet Yoda. Puppet Yoda, yeah. So... I forgot that they replaced him. I was actually preparing myself to see Puppet Yoda again, but then in the Blu-ray that I watched, they replaced Yoda. Yeah, the, the which Blu-ray, looks way better. It does. The Blu-ray and the 3D versions both have the um, the CGI Yoda, and it, it does the the face. I mean, because he can show expressions, right? Yeah, show expressions, and it just it fat. looks right. He's not a big fat puppet, like right. you know what I mean? Yeah, it looks it looks better. So, you know, typically I I would say leave the puppets, but this was one case where it was good to really replace it. And I'm glad that they never really removed him in the movies later. Uh, no, the, uh, because that's Empire something that sets apart the original trilogy from the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. just from the the era that it was in. Right. right. So. I mean, I could see Lucas wanting to do that at some point. Maybe he did want to. Maybe he has a cut where he did, but someone talked him off the ledge of do, doing that. Well, I mean, they even <laughs> came out with the uh, the CGI Yoda, not even for Episode One. It was for Episode Two, and then I think the response. Mm-hmm. Because they had to make Yoda do what they made him do in Episode Two. I think the response to the way that he looked and acted and you know everything, uh, I, I think that's why they went back and they cut it. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's wise to only do it for this Episode One, not you know four, five, and six. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. it makes sense, and I'm, I'm glad that's the way it it was absolutely. Uh, done. So you get the Council, you get Yoda, you get Mace Windu, which is an interesting character. You get Kiati Mundi, which I like on the Council. Yeah. I always liked him, and. It's, 
I think we get introduced to uh, Bail Organa, don't we, in this movie? I may have, I may be thinking to Attack of the Clones, because I know he's definitely in Attack of the Clones. Oh, man, I don't, uh, I don't think we get introduced okay. to him in this one. So we, we got a lot of political things that happen, like in the Senate scenes and things like that. All that kind of goes down, and you see, we didn't really talk a lot about that in this discussion because it's things that we know need to happen for this story to take place, for things right. to, to progress. So for people to really bash on this movie because of all the political stuff, we've just talked a while, and we're just now really discussing the political scenes of things. How there is a Chancellor Valorum who is the vote of confidence, that mm-hmm. whole thing, and how you know Palpatine is really manipulating this whole thing in the background. Because I don't know if you caught it at the one point, but there was something that they said about um, Chancellor Valorum. Palpatine said that there was baseless accusations against him, which in a book, which is no longer canon but legends, but you can still assume it's true. Yep. Palpatine was planting these seeds against Chancellor Valorum yep. to overtake him eventually. So it's it's just great to see how Palpatine calculates maneuvers and measures. This this episodes one Menacing. through six, yeah, exactly. Episodes one through six, as much as they want, might want to say is Anakin's story or Darth Vader's fall and, Reve- and redem- redemption, it's really Palpatine's story. It's how he built the empire, how he contributed everything. It was it was all chess pieces, mm-hmm. chess moves. Yep. So characters we didn't talk about. What do you think about little R2-D2? Saving the ship, getting introduced? You know, I had a newfound respect for R2-D2 when I saw this. Because like, like, I know that he went around, he did some things, and you know he, he hooked up to this terminal here and there in the original trilogy. But dude, when he got on the ship, that was B.A. Mm-hmm. In the middle of it, he's just like watching all the little... Like, come on, even as a droid, right? You get up there and you see all the other droids on the ship. Get, yep, see ya. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd get right back down. There's no way. I mean, he just... Stood right there, did his job. Mm-hmm. It's pretty BA. It was a great little introduction for everybody's favorite little astromech droid. Yep. Currently, anyway, I guess. No. I guess he will always be people, the favorite. Some people may like BBA better. Who knows? <sighs> so, we also had another droid introduced, who was created by Anakin, called. Eh? What's his name? C three PO. Yes. So C three PO. I think that's a great. I. I mean, I. That's. I mean. I didn't, when I found out that Anakin built him, I first saw it in the movie. I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But do you think, well, they wouldn't have been writing it in at the time. There should be, there should have been maybe later some more interaction between Darth Vader and C-3PO. Because you don't think he would know that it was him? There was a, a cool little comic, or maybe it was just a drawing that was from... Uh, episode 5 when in Cloud City C-3PO gets like blown up into pieces you know mm-hmm. that there was a scene that Darth Vader came by and then picked up the helmet and looked at it and recognized who it was and, like he had a flashback and it was just really, really? powerful it was, it was an interesting little scene and this is the original or you said it was a comic right? it was, it was either a comic or maybe just a few panels of a drawing somewhere but it was really cool, really interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, you never in the in the original trilogy you'll never get mention of you know Anakin creating him because Anakin, as we'll talk about later when we get to Rebels, I don't think that they know that he's alive. Not many people may know that he becomes Vader. 
that's but that's that's going past where we're talking this week with yeah. episode uh, episode one. I could continue to talk about this for for a long time. I mean, honestly, what do you think of the title of the movie? I like the title, Phantom Menace. I like the title too. I, I think it's ominous. I think it sets up what it actually is about and what's going to happen in the film, and just what to really expect is just it's a menacing play. Yeah, for lack of better words. I like the happen. titles that are you can interpret it a, a bunch of different ways, or how you know you see the movie like we just did between mm-hmm. who is the Phantom Menace, right? Sidious or Darth Maul or whatever you want to call it, rather than like let's say Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. original. You know what I mean? Right. That was sarcastic, by the way. I rolled uh-huh. my eyes. Original. Yeah. So I I like the title like this. It easily made a billion in the box office as expected. Oh, yeah. Only cost 115 million to make. Return on investment. No kidding. <laughs> but, like, by today's standards, there are some, like, B and C-class movies that cost more than that oh, yeah. to make now. Well, it, it costs a lot more to make movies these days anyway than it did, yeah. even in 99. Because they're all CGI. They're only... Most of this was CGI, but, Not like... most of it. Most of it was actually practical. Episode 2 is where you get to all CGI. Are you talking the, the Blu-ray 3D version? What? You're taking P- Puppet Yoda... And no. bringing it back in. Well, episode two was all CG. There was green screen everywhere. Mm-hmm. This one, there wasn't that much. It was mostly practical effects. That's good. I, I Well, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> so, and I know, dear listener, that there's a point of this movie that I didn't bring out. And I would love, absolutely love, to continue the conversation on Twitter, on email, whatever you would like to do. Because I can talk Star Wars all day, anytime. Hit me up, and I'll talk Star Wars. You can find me on Twitter at Sith Nightmare. S I T H K N I G H T M A R E. And you can find the show on Twitter at Entertaining Pod. That's at Entertaining Pod, and send us an email. Entertaining what? Yeah, that's entertaining <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, so next week we will be talking about Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And a question for you this week, Alex, and for everybody listening in on the show. What did you think of Darth Maul? Honest opinion. What did you think? Do you think he went down like a punk? Do you think he had untapped potential? Do you think he ran his course? Do you think he was eh? No, we needed more Darth Maul. I think think this is a situation where they had to let the Jedis win because they're the good guys. But if this is a real case scenario... Darth Maul owned them both, and they would both be dead. He did not let up. He was by f- he by far outmatched both of them individually. I mean, I mean even as together, mm-hmm. they were both outmatched but physically. His, his overconfidence was his weakness. That's true. That's true. He should have just put Obi Wan when he had him in that position down there. He should have just put him down. Mm-hmm. He should have, but he wanted to toy with him. He wanted to play with him mm-hmm. more. Maybe he wanted to capture him and take him to his master. I don't know. So untapped potential, I'd say, Okay. for this one. And just because you've said it twice now, and I know some of our listeners may be yelling at me for not correcting you. Uh-oh. The plural for Jedi is Jedi. Did I say Jedis? Yes. Oh, really? Twice. Oh. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and the plural for Sith is Sith. Did I say Siths? You didn't say Siths. Oh, phew. But I'm just covering that. Did I that. say Deers? <laughs> just covering that base. Oh, oh. So, dear listener, what did you think of Darth Maul? And Alex, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. have you watched any of the Clone Wars to this point yet? 
I've seen a few episodes, yeah. Okay. Um, I started the movie Once Upon a Time, but I, I, I don't think I ever finished it. If I did, I, I can't remember. Okay. I finished it. So we may be talking more about Darth Maul later on then. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, are you on Twitter? Yeah. Would you, would you like people <laughs> to interact with you on Twitter? Sure. I'm at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. And Xbox Live is the same uh, gamertag. And I am on Xbox Live at Spider Jedi. And again, I am Sith Nightmare on Twitter as well. You know, if you follow us on Twitter, send us a tweet that says anything to do with Star Wars. It'll enter you in to win a drawing for The Flash Season 1. So let me know. Send us a tweet at EntertainingPod. Make sure you follow us. Say anything about Star Wars in your tweet. And make sure you t- include Entertaining Pod in your tweet. <laughs> and you'll be entered in to win Flash Season 1. Digital. So you can just watch it right away if you win. So follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Alex on Twitter. Follow us on wherever you want to follow us. Listen to the show. Like, subscribe. All those fun things. It's it's been a pleasure to talk Star Wars, and I, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey in this galaxy far, far away as we move towards December and the awakening of the Force. Mm. Alex, thank you for joining me, and dear listener, thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained.